and welcome to the Caring Congregation podcast, where we seek to educate and equip pastors, congregational care ministers, or CCMs for short, and church laity to create a culture of care in the church and community. I'm Reverend Joy Dister Dominguez, your host and producer of this podcast, and season five is all about the intersection of care and social justice. Today, we continue with part two of a two-part series on reproductive health and justice with Reverend Barbara Dunlap. I invite you to go back and listen to part one as it sets up part two. We talk about the definition of reproductive justice and discuss our scriptural foundation for what it means to understand God's design for justice surrounding our bodies, reproduction, and how we are to live as beloved children of God, both loving God, loving neighbor, and loving ourselves. So on Friday, June 24th, 2022, there was the decision um, by the U.S. Supreme Court to officially reverse Roe v. Wade. Now, this podcast that I recorded with Reverend Barbara was before this decision came down. In part one, we talk about what it means to understand life and the conception of life, what that means and how it certainly does affect each and every one of us. In the last episode, I share my IVF journey and my understanding and my wrestling with um, how life begins, how it is that uh, my husband and I uh, came to that decision to know if we wanted to uh, fulfill the call that God had placed in our life to have children of our own, that it would include the IVF route. And I share in very personal detail what that means for me. I also come to my understanding of what that means implication-wise for all persons and also respecting that each person has their own journey to come to that same understanding. So if you go back and listen to part one with Reverend Barbara, it will make a lot more sense as we continue into part two and pick up right where we left off for that first part. I hope that this episode gives practical information of ways in which you can further explore your own understanding of reproductive health and reproductive justice. I know that we're all not going to agree on this topic. We all have different journeys to get where we are. I respect what you believe and where you are and how you've come to that decision. And if you don't agree with mine, it's it's okay. <laughs> I understand. We are all growing in grace. We are all trying to um, love God and love our neighbor as we love ourselves a little bit better just every day. And so part of this is having hard conversations. Part of this is wrestling with what we believe. And God is not done with me yet, just as God is not done with you yet. And so we continue to evolve our understanding our opinions, um, how is that, how, how it is that God is at work in our lives. And so I'm grateful that we have this space and this opportunity to have these really, really difficult conversations. And we don't take this lightly either. These are our hard conversations that I hope will be eye-opening for you as they are for us. Now, take a listen. Everyone makes different decisions. Everyone has different understandings of who God is and how God is at work. Um, and I, I honor and cherish 
every decision that is made surrounding life. Um, and I think that we need to do that. We need to honor, we need to honor everyone's decision, honor everyone's story. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, thank you, first of all, for sharing that. And I, I know you've shared, you know, this before with other on podcasts, but I, I think what really stood out to me while you were saying that is that, you know, and yet, right? Like this, we believe this and yet God is bigger God, you know, and I think that's just such a lovely way of thinking about that. It, it's, I think it comes back to me of like how I think about, um, you know, just the kingdom of God, right? Like it is, it is here and it is not here. It is in mm-hmm. it. We are, you know, it's, it's the now and the, and the not yet. Right. And so I think it's that same kind of feeling and it's those mysteries that are really hard for us. We are very, like we've talked about already. We want binaries. We want, this is when this starts. This is when this ends. Um, this is, you know, green and this is blue and this is whatever. Like we want to know, um, but that's not how God operates. God operates in the in-betweens and in the gray and the, you know, yeah, these mysteries. And we, yeah. I think we, as a people, uh, don't love mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's want, hard. Want you know, we read the last page of the book first to find out how it ends. Maybe not all of us, but <laughs> maybe I do that sometimes, but right. But that's not how God operates. And so I think, um, God is inviting us into this something the and yet, right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just love that. You know, just when you kept saying, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's it. It's the and yet, right. Like this, this big, but, you know, mm-hmm. the God's plan is not our plan. And so I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's, there's a lot in that. And, um, we, we want to say, we've got it all figured out. And it's also, I think this is something with reproductive justice in particular is we think we've got it all figured out, but is it my right to figure it out for somebody else? Mm. And yeah. also just cause I think I have it figured out for me. Doesn't mean that if I'm in a new situation, that that's what I'm going to do. But, you know, sure. I think that's, I think that's a lot of the justice issue here is like, yeah. I can make decisions for myself and I can trust joy to make decisions for joy. And I can mm-hmm. trust you know, Sally down the street to make decisions for her and Bob to make, uh, these are all horrible names that I'm like making up Sally and Bob, but not that they're horrible names. If anyone named Sally or Bob is listening, but just like, I could have come up with something more creative than that. But anyway, um, you know, that right. Like these people can all make decisions for themselves and that, sure. that God trusts us with free will. Mm, yeah. And so how do we not trust people with that? I think mm. maybe there's something in that. I don't know. That's just me kind of talking off the top of my head about that, but I do think there's something in that. But Barbara, what you have articulated so well so far is years and years of research, reading, praying, conversations, through relationships, you have come to your understanding, right? And I bet if we were to have this same conversation and I would ask you same questions in 20 years from now, you're going to continue to evolve, right? Your position, your ideas, your understanding. And that is what is so beautiful uh, is that we do have this fluidity to, to ebb and flow. And that to me is leaning into the mystery of God, right? That to me is like, you know what? God's not done with me. And so I'm going to continue to learn and to grow. And, uh, and that to me is the, the, the beauty of life, right? The, the opportunity that we have to continue 
asking the hard questions and wrestling with these difficult topics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, not to bring my husband into this, but he says he doesn't ever trust anybody who thinks that they have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have to agree with him on that. Right. Anybody Mm -hmm. who has stopped learning. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's not, you know, God gave us brains, right. And we're United Methodist. So we believe we're always going onward toward perfection. Right. So we should always be learning. We should always be trying to get closer to the heart of God. Like, so every day, hopefully we're growing closer to that and that understanding. And so anybody who says I'm done, I've got this figured out. Mm-hmm. So whatever the issue is, but I think particularly in things like this, because especially um, we like to think science is really advanced and it is in a lot of ways, but I think when it comes a lot to women's healthcare and reproductive healthcare in particular, there are still a lot of mysteries there and there are still a lot of things that have not been explored. So five years from now, they may be like, look, we can say 100%, this is when life begins, or this is, Uh, I mean, like just the other day, there was a thing where they found this enzyme that's now like a marker for children that die of SIDS, or they think it might Mm -hmm. be right. Like just like two days ago, this came out in the news. Um, And it's just the beginning because they're like, oh, they found the cause. Like, no, they found this marker that now may, now there has to be, so right investigation here. And then we got to add on to that. Like, this is the baseline. And now we're going to add on to that. And so it's a great medical breakthrough. So five years from now, we may be able to prevent SIDS. I don't know. That would be, I mean, fantastic. Right. But mm-hmm. everything's like that. And so as we, we learn more and we're exposed to new things and new people and new ideas, I mean, this term reproductive justice was only coined to like 1994, right? Like that's, that's, that's a baby sure. <laughs> you know, it just happened. Sure. So, yeah, I think that's, that's God's I hope, I I mean, I believe, right. That's what I believe is that that's God's plan for us is to continue growing and to continue experiencing things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think what's interesting is, um, obviously we identify, um, as, as women and, um, and so we, we have a vested interest in this, but if we were to have, um, a person and it could be a, a, a range of situations. I don't want to go through them all, but think that, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't affect me. Why should I care about this? Um, or if we're in conversation with people, um, again, whatever the situation is and it comes up, help us to, to think through, um, why we all should care about reproductive justice. Yeah. I think that's a great question because I do think some people like, oh, I'm done having kids. Right. Or, um, I don't ever plan to have kids or, you know, um, like a male and right. Exactly. Right. Or, or, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think because I think that, you know, it's so all encompassing and I think, well, I mean, everyone is a product of reproduction, (laughs) Uh, right. Like, I mean, even Jesus, right. Like, so we want to talk about like, you know, uh, I mean, I guess Adam and Eve weren't, um, but everybody else, right. That since then has been a product of reproduction. And so it does impact you because it impacts how you have gotten here, how, who you are. Um, and, and I think justice in general, like, uh, you know, there's that saying it shouldn't have to, you know, affect you for you to care about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so if we say we are Christians and if we say that we love our neighbors, do we not want our neighbors to have justice? And so 
you know, if you're a single man who never plans to have children, do you care about your female neighbors? Do you care? I mean, I hate to say like, oh, do you care about your mother? Right. But yes, like uh, you shouldn't have to have a personal connection to something to care about it, I think. But I, I know that's hard sometimes for people to wrap their brains around. And they also sometimes just have never thought of it in that framework. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that's it. It's thinking about yourself as a product of reproduction, as a, um, someone who potentially, you know, maybe it doesn't impact you, but you know, if, if you're a business owner, right? Like, I mean, we're talking about the church, but like, if you're a business owner and your employees cannot access the reproductive health care that they need, how will that affect their performance? And I hate to frame it that way because mm -hmm. we should care just because we care. But mm -hmm. if you can't wrap your head around that, maybe you can wrap your head around, like we should care because it impacts this, right? Like, or, um, not having access to healthy food, um, children might have diseases, right. That then cause them to be sick as adults. Right. Which then, I mean, like people talk all the time too, about the, uh, like the, the healthcare costs, right. And healthcare costs that can be prevented, uh, by prevention, preventative medicine, helps us have a more healthy society. And I think, I mean, right, we're coming out of a pandemic. I hope we're coming out of it at least, right? That has shown us that vulnerable populations, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we haven't paid as much attention to them and they're so vulnerable. And so that impacts everyone's health, mm -hmm. right? So I think, you know, we talked, we saw how COVID impacted the supply chain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let me guarantee you reproductive health impacts that supply chain too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if somebody is out because they're currently miscarrying or they're out because, um, they're, you know, having some other reproductive health issue, they can't function, they can't do their job well. Um, and I don't love putting it in economic terms, <laughs> but sometimes those are the only things people can understand, right. Is we are all interconnected. And so I think something that affects my neighbor affects me too. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is easy for people to feel disconnected, but I, I would like to say, if you think this doesn't impact you talk to 10 people in your life mm -hmm. and ask mm -hmm. them if it impacts them and not 10 people that look just like you, right? <laughs> like if you're a 40 year old man, talk to a 15 year old woman, talk to a 60 year old man. I mean, right. Like talk to different people, uh, because it does impact us differently. And, and the church, right. Should care because God cares and because Jesus cares. And so I think, yeah, when we want to talk about the most vulnerable, I mean, in the United States, one of the times a woman is most vulnerable is when she is pregnant, mm -hmm. like for so many reasons, but they're more likely to be murdered by their partner. Mm -hmm. Um, your like your body changes, right? So even if you were not in a vulnerable state before pregnancy, pregnancy puts you into that vulnerable state. And so, uh, reproductive justice helps people determine whether they would like to be put into that, that vulnerable state or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think there's something in that too, like we, Jesus calls us to care for the most vulnerable and some of our most vulnerable members of society are pregnant people and, and babies and children. So, and as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, as we seek to emulate what Jesus taught us about loving God, loving our neighbor. There's so many examples of Jesus honoring women, honoring bodily autonomy, um, honoring free will, honoring the sacred of each person, 
and I would argue in their decisions. And um, I, it's a tough conversation, but one that, that we need to continue to have and press the issues. And uh, that leads us to our call to action. What can people do? What can people say? What is one easy thing that people can do right now? And then is what is one thing that people can work toward in the next six months or a year? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I would say first thing, I, I think maybe, you know, pray about it or go back to scripture, read these stories in scripture that we were talking about, read the other ones and see where God cares about these issues um, and pray about it, really spend some time in that. I mean, I could recommend like 25, maybe not 25, <laughs> a lot of books, right? I can recommend several books. I can think of some off the top of my head um, that you could read. And so, but maybe that's not, you know, that's, that's a longer term thing, but I think even just spending some time thinking, um, praying about, you know, and prayer, right. Is really a conversation with God. So don't just dump it on God. Listen, right. Have that conversation. Or maybe that's, you know, you're driving to work in your car and you're talking out loud, you know, I, I don't know how that looks for you, but kind of process this for yourself. And I think that's it. So this is, you said one thing, but I think this is all kind of one thing, right. The figure out where you stand right now. I think that's an important thing is because I think this is a, a topic that, you know, has become taboo and even within ourselves, like we just don't even want to think about it. So I think figuring out where you stand and why I think is a, a, a helpful practice. So through prayer, through reading some scripture, just through spending some time, maybe talking with a partner or a friend about it, just figuring out here's where I stand and why I believe what I believe. I think that we're, we're often don't do that enough. We just mm-hmm. spout things off without actually really doing that, that inner mm-hmm. work. So I'd say we have to start with that inner work first before we can do any outer work. Um, for a long-term, a longer term thing, I think maybe it's finding a connection point. So, um, is your connection point abortion for some people it is an abortion issue. Is it birth control? Is it, um, you know, cervical cancer screenings, right? Like that's part of reproductive health. Is it, uh, this formula shortage that we have right now that hopefully will be over by the time you're hearing this, but there's always going to be something, right? Is it a food, is it food or housing insecurity, food security, you know, like all of this ties into this. So what is your point where you say, you know, uh, paternal paternity leave, maternity leave, right? Parental leave, any of those things, like what is your issue that you feel passionate about? Because if you look at the whole thing, it's huge, right? We've talked about how big this is. So finding that point that for you is a touchstone and then, action from that point. So that action might look different depending on what it is. Is it you helping provide you know, period products in your church, right? Like that's a, such an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's on a six month plan because really go buy some pads and tampons and put them in your church bathrooms. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you own a business or if you're whatever, just put them there for people to have. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even touch on like period poverty and all that. That's a whole thing. So, you know, is it that, is it, um, advocating for, um, paternity leave or maternity leave in the workplace. Is it, um, learning more of some of this? It may be your next step is actually just learning more. You may mm-hmm. say, I really don't know. And so I think it's, but definitely doing the in, interior work first. And I think that's always the important thing is figuring out where you stand and, um, hopefully finding some other people that want to partner with you in this. So you and your friend, you and your Sunday school class, you and your 
whole church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Absolutely. I don't, I don't know if I answered that well, but I mean, yes, there's so yes. many, but I think it's just remembering there's a lot of different avenues and this mm-hmm. is a huge topic and it can be overwhelming. I think that's mm-hmm. important is to think this is an overwhelming topic. So focus sure. on one or two things that you feel actionable for you in this moment. And then you, if you get that going, then move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, this has been so rich. I really appreciate your time. And I will be sure to link in the show notes, um, your website, sacred worth ministries, so many great resources there. And I will be sure to get uh, book names from you, um, to include as well for people to read more information about this. And then of course the sister song information that you talked about at the very beginning of part one of this um, two-part series. So we are grateful um, so much. We're so grateful to have this conversation and it's rich and it's given me a lot to think about. And I know that many of our listeners will as well. So thank you, Reverend Barbara, bless you for your passion and your, your hard work in this arena. And we're just so grateful for your insight and wisdom. Thank you so much. I'm glad to have been here. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I certainly hope that you'll check in next week as we explore new topics surrounding the intersection of care and social justice. Also, we have a webinar coming up here in July as well as one in October. You can check out our website, thecaringcongregation.com for all information and ways that you can register. You're not going to want to miss these excellent, excellent opportunities. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for all the information as well as uh, ways that you can connect with Reverend Barbara and her book suggestions as well. Until then, um, I hope that you'll share this podcast with your friends, your neighbors, your pastors. Be sure to like us, give us a rating. It helps so that other people can find us as well. Uh, We are so grateful for this opportunity to have these deep discussions. We are grateful for this opportunity to grow in grace together. And until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you.